How's it going everybody and welcome to episode 184 of Master McGarren Podcast. Now this week's episode is, it's a listener's query, not necessarily a listener's question, but somebody asked me last week, uh, could they still take cuttings, softwood cuttings at this time of the year? And it's uh, it's on the later side of it, you know, from a technical perspective, if you looked at you know, all the different textbooks, it says sort of late spring, early summer. So technically it's late. However, in from my experience, it doesn't really matter, you know, at this stage of the year. The only thing I would say is that possibly the cuttings take a little bit more minding at this time of the year. That's the only thing I would say about it. You know, ideally, late spring, early summer is perfect. At this stage of the year, absolutely, they will 100% root, but just they might take a tiny little bit more minding. Um, but so yeah, absolutely no issue doing it at this time of the year, in my opinion. It's like, it's the other thing with all of these, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you try it and it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, so I would say 100% go for it and I'd be very surprised if you don't have successful results. So how do you go about it? Um, very, very simply, I'll just go through it in a couple of steps and then maybe talk about some of the plants that are suitable. Now there's a lot that are suitable at this time of the year and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that wouldn't technically be, I suppose if you, again, to follow textbooks, a lot of them, they would say, don't do them at this stage of the year. But again, at this stage of the year, you have a very good chance with most things, to be fair, with the odd exception, but mostly, mostly you'll have a chance with it. And again, why not have a go if it, if it works great, if it doesn't, it hasn't cost you anything, you know, it's not a big, it's not a big problem. Um, so I suppose to look at, to look at the list and to, to go through it step by step, the first thing, obviously, you know, your growing media, whatever you're using, just make sure that it's airy. So what your know, plants need to root uh, is basically a combination of an airy, an airy soil, moisture, heat, and if they have all of those things, then they'll root quite readily, quite easily. So your growing media, just have it that it's free draining, you know, not a real heavy one that's potentially going to be a little bit cold. It doesn't tend to be cold this time of the year, but that type of a, you know, that heavy, really heavy, wet compost doesn't like that. So a bit of free drainage, mixing a bit of perlite through it would be very useful to give it that aeration that, that we're talking about. Um, on top of that, rooting powder, not 100% essential, useful and definitely helps, improves your success rate, but not 100% essential. So I would have some rooting powder, little plastic bag, little Ziploc bag, very simply to when you take your cuttings outside in the garden to actually pop them into it so that they don't transpire too quickly and dry out quite quickly. And they will at this stage of the year. So tiny little tidy a little sprinkle of water into the bag, then pop your cuttings in and seal the bag straight away after you've done it. Um, if you're grabbing them and literally taking the cutting within two minutes, they're probably fine. But if you're going to be walking around, maybe picking up a few different types of cuttings, then I would get a bag and just put them into it, a little bit of moisture in there. Just stops them, stops that transpiration after you've cut them and then they're hitting, hitting the, the growing media in a really fresh state. Um, what else will you need? Just a couple of small pots. That's what you're going to actually root the cuttings into. Um, afterwards, then just something to cover them. Again, 
looking at the same thing. So after you've potted them on, you've watered them into the pot, you're looking to cover down that whole bag with a propagator lid or with a, you know, with a plastic bag. So what you're looking to do then is you're looking to keep the moisture in there. So commercially, what they will do is they'll, they'll have big polytunnels, but they'll mist as well. So they'll, they'll open up the, the cloches, they'll mist the whole beds, then they'll close down the cloches again. And it's creating that really humid environment. And that's what you're looking for. You do need to, you know, let them let a little bit of air in every, every now and again. And that's more from a plant health perspective in around the top. So maybe once a week, let in some fresh air and then close it up again, you know, an hour, an hour or so later. Uh, temperature needs to be high, but just watch out for really um, intense sunlight on them. So diffused, diffused light is fine not so much direct sunlight so if you're in a polytunnel or a greenhouse just give them a tiny little bit of shading or put them into a you know just a little bit of dappled shade so something like frost fleece for example is a good way of allowing some of the light through but not allowing that really intense light through and so they're, they're what you need and the final thing you're going to need is either one of a really sharp knife or a good quality secateurs and the only stipulations here really is and again it's not it's not a hundred percent essential but it really it, it is good practice both of these should be clean so whichever one method you're using just make sure that they're clean and the reason you're saying that is if potentially you were out pruning in the garden and you had sap and stuff left on the you know on your secateurs for example there is this the, the, the slight possibility that you would have if there was a bit of disease a bit of a fungal infection somewhere in the garden that you're, you're transferring that back on the sap into your into your lung young cuttings and they obviously wouldn't like that so ideally you know you're looking for a clean sharp knife or a clean sharp secateurs and that's kind of all you need from that perspective how do you go about doing the cuttings so again you have your little your little plastic bag the, the cutting that you're looking for at this stage of the year is the young soft growth. So it's a, it's a soft wood, soft wood growth. It hasn't gone woody. It's still that green, typically green, um, growthy type material. So it's new growth. And ideally what you're looking for is you're looking for something that's kind of 10 centimeters, four inches long, ideally. And you'll cut that off. Uh, again, ideally just below a set of leaves. So you have the nodes. And then ideally above that, so where you're, where you're making your cut, you'll be directly below a leaf node. You'll have two, potentially two leaves there. And then another set of leaves potentially above that. And then probably a growing tip above that. And that's ideally what you're looking for. And so you cut that off directly below the, the leaf node. And that's nice four inch, 10 centimeters cutting. Go straight into your poly bag. And then you go on and you, you take more from other plants or whatever. So you're back in your at your propagation bench now and you have your little four inch cutting. You straight away cut off your bottom two leaves. So cut them off, then potentially up higher depends. You you may decide to take off half of the leaves above that, potentially. Or if you had two sets of leaves above it, above it you might take off two more leaves and just leave the top two but ideally what you're looking for is a grown tip and then directly below that two leaves and if you felt that they were quite big 
and that, you, that the plant would lose a lot of moisture through them, you would slice those in half. So literally just halve those leaves and you know, cross the horizontal of them and then leaving the, the leaf at half length, which are grown tip above it. From there then, you have your growing media, which is a nice airy growing media, potentially with perlite in it. And you fill that into your pot, ideally somewhere around a nine centimeter to maximum 12 centimeter pot. But the small, uh, kind of a small pot around nine centimeters, 10 centimeters is ideal. Fill that with your, your growing media, which is, as I say, airy, that contains perlite. You take your cutting that has the bottom leaves gone off it, potentially the next set of leaves halved, and you dip it into your rooting powder. Again, that's not essential. It's useful, improves probably the strike rate or the the you know the percentage that will develop roots, but it isn't essential. They will they will grow without it. That's how they do it generally in nature. So it will it will root without it, but it is a useful addition. So dip it in your rooting powder, and then if it's a really soft cutting, a really green, grotty, soft cutting, then I would use something like a little pencil. Stick it right down at the edge of the pot, go down about you know about a, two inches or thereabouts, and then stick your cutting in behind it and give it a tiny little firm up at the edge. Go along then and place maybe two more in that 9, 10, 12 centimeter pot in around there. Two or three more cuttings right around the edge. You're staying close to the right to the edge of the pot, not into the center. And keep those out right out to the edge and drop in your two or three cuttings following the same format, keeping them more or less the same height and the same size of cutting. Then you take that little pot and you give it a water. Just be careful here, don't wash it out with, with a really heavy flow of water, a nice little gentle flow of water. Wet up that compost quite a bit, as much as it will as it will take. And then at that point your cuttings are done and they're watered in, ready to start taking root. You do need at this stage now to get some sort of, of a plastic cover over the top of the cuttings, not directly down on top of them, but allowing you know, a few inches above them. And potentially what you're looking at here is, it could be just something as simple as a propagator lid, or if you have like a propagating bed in your, in your tunnel or a little cloche, they can go in under that, or something as simple as you know, a large, plastic bottle like you know the five liter water bottles for example cut the bottom off it and literally stick it down over the pot and that's giving you you know creating more or less a you know a little polytunnel or a propagator over your cuttings again a plastic bag will do the same trick you know just cover over with a plastic bag tying the knot in the top of it and again all of those whether it's you know the lid the bottle whatever it is plastic bag the purpose of that is to keep moisture in that in that pot and in those in that cuttings so you don't want them drying out and you don't want them transpiring too much that's the big thing so if they transpire which is for want of a better word it's like the leaf sweating if they lose too much moisture that way then the cutting will dry out and it won't strike underneath so you're looking to keep as much moisture as you possibly can in that top area you're always keeping an eye on it, you know, keeping a look look in. That's why maybe something clear, the, the, the plastic bags are grand, but you can't actually see through them typically. So you want something that you can actually see through and see how things are developing. At this time of the year, 
with the temperatures that we have, ensuring that you're keeping the moisture in around it, that cutting is generally going to root in about four weeks. You'll see action after about 10 days, maybe two weeks, and you'll see actual roots developed sort of in three to four weeks, depending on you know what plant it is you're propagating. And it is that's basically it. And at that point, you'll have roots developed and you need to keep an eye on them at this stage. Every so often, as I say, you'll let a bit of fresh air through them. Um, and then you'll, you know, you'll pot them on to the next stage. So essentially, you get your little cluster roots on the bottom of them. You take out, you put your hand across the top of the pot, open fingers. You turn the pot upside down. Then you take out your little ball of compost from that nine centimeter pot and you'll have potentially three cuttings already rooted already formed in there you gently tease them apart keeping as much of the root and compost intact as you possibly can this is really gentle now and then you put them onto the next size pot and in in a scenario like that potentially you're looking at on the first move you're looking at going from three cuttings in a nine nine to twelve centimeter pot to one rooted cutting going into a 9 to a 12 centimeter pot. Again, using similar airy type compost. You may not need to add perlite at this stage, but definitely you need an airy compost, not a real heavy one at this stage. And you just pot them on and water them. And I would keep the cover over them, you know, keep that um, plastic membrane of some sort over them in order to, again, keep in the, the moisture over, over the next few weeks as they fully develop their root system and grow out further. At that stage then you should, when it fills out that pot, you should have a good, healthy, strong root zone. Um, on top of that then, you, your plant up on top should be starting to, to get growthy as well. And that then can be moved on to, you know, your next stage pot, whether that's a two liter or a three liter or whatever it is at that point. At the point where you're moving from the original rooted cutting, to the the first move of the into the nine or the 12 centimeter pot i would definitely be adding some mycorrhizal fungi there i talk about that quite a lot i never plant or sow anything uh, without using it it basically attaches to the root zone of the plant increases increases the root zone takes from the plant what it doesn't need gives back to the plant what uh, takes from the plant what the plant doesn't need and gives to the plant what what it doesn't want and it's passing back moisture and nutrients to the to the plant it hosts itself uh, or the plant becomes its host and it stays with the plant for its complete lifestyle life cycle so if that plant lives for 20 years 30 years the mycorrhizal fungi will retain itself on that root zone and after it gets planted into the garden will potentially spread to other plants in your garden it's a really really super product um, in terms of ensuring it's like an insurance policy for your plants it ensures that they last longer that they get a better establishment and all of that so when you're talking about root out cuttings i think it's an ideal thing to use i would also be applying seaweed seaweed again is good for for root development it's really good for strengthening the plant uh, strengthening the leaf it basically makes healthy plants and the healthier the plant obviously the less susceptible it is tending so that's initially on the move from your, rooted, your initial rooted cutting to your first pot, I would use your mycorrhizal, and then I would be using seaweed 
during that cycle as well, somewhere along those lines, and it will 100% mean you'll, you'll have a really strong root zone. Depending on what it is that you're, that you're after rooting and growing, some of those could go straight out into the garden. Some of them might be, you know, might be a case that you might need to mine them now, uh, overwinter them in a, in a greenhouse and then pot them out the following late spring, early summer, depending on what it is. So what plants can you, can you, you know, take cuttings from at this stage of the year? And to be honest with you, it's quite, you, there's a lot that you can do. So, and again, don't be afraid to try it, you know, just because technically the textbook says you shouldn't do this cutting at this time of the year. A lot of the time you'll find you'll be successful with it. So just um, don't be afraid to try it. But the ideal ones and the ones that are almost guaranteed to succeed are the, I suppose, the deciduous shrubs that we'd know in our gardens and a lot of the perennial plants that we would know in our gardens. And so what are we talking about here? Potentially lupins, salvias, delphiliums, verbenas, dahlias, um, they're sort of, you know, your, your perennial type plants and all of those will root very, very comfortably from, from cuttings. And uh, then your deciduous, your deciduous, um, shrubs, you're talking about things like, you know, hydrangeas, Philadelphia's, the mock orange, fuchsias, and fuchsias, you know, they're, you're, that's going to be a very soft cutting. That's going to be kind of a, a really soft green grotty cutting. Uh, Sambucus, and the one I have is black lace here. That's a really nice one. And again, it'll be very, very soft growth. Budlia the same. Budlia will grow at any time of the year, to be honest with you. It's, you know, it's a very, very, very easy plant to propagate and propagate from cuttings. I don't think anybody could fail with that one. Um, others, I don't know if I mentioned hydrangeas, they can be done at this time of the year. Um, a good few of the climbers, a lot of the clematis can be done at this time of the year. The ivies, um, you know, climbers like that. Philadelphia and mock orange, I mentioned that already. So it's it's all of that, you know, that soft, leafy, um, green growth. That's the type of cutting you're looking for this time of the year. And absolutely, you, you can propagate at this time of the year. As I said at the start, Technically, if you're following the textbook, it's you know slightly late. But if you're just making sure that you're in an airy compost, making sure that you water them well in afterwards, use rooting powder just to increase the the, the strike rate. Afterwards, ensuring that they don't lose too much moisture through transpiration by covering with a you know plastic bag or a, or a, anything that would cover them down and keep in the moisture in that zone, and then ensuring that they don't dry out. And without a doubt, at this stage of the year, you will produce plants so, so quickly. So why would you be doing that? If you're looking down the line, um, you know, like I am, I have a new garden bed that's going to be uh, potted or planted up probably either at the back end of this year or, or early next year. And there's already plants in the garden that are already, you know, doing really well. I know that they grow here, they're lovely. And I can very, very easily just recreate those plants and essentially you can recreate them from free. So a lot of a lot of gardeners are just basically getting nice stock that they have themselves and basically creating more plants almost for free with the exception of putting a little bit of time into it. And it's very, very easy to do, particular cuttings, um, softwood cuttings, almost everybody will be successful with them. 
So that's essentially all you need to do. As I say, really, really simple, nothing to get daunted about. And I know when it comes to cuttings, people feel a little bit, you know, it's a little bit tender. They think, um, right, there's nothing here, there's no roots here, will they grow? Don't worry about it. Um, have a go if, if you succeed, and which you will if you're kind of following those kind of steps. If you su succeed, great. If if you don't and you've you know little pot that maybe three cuttings in it and they don't strike, it's not a big deal. Um, you've given it a go, uh, but I'd be very surprised by you know going on the, the those steps and the list of products that we've we've talked about there. I'd be very surprised if you don't if you're not able to root out your own. So. To answer the query, as I say, it wasn't really a listener question, it was a query, was it too late, it's not at all, go ahead, have a go at it, um, and definitely they'll be rooting very, very quickly, your temperatures are good, just watch out for direct sunlight, heavy direct sunlight, they don't like that, it'll, it'll make them dry out, and other than that, they'll, they'll root quickly because you do have the temperatures at this time of the year, and yeah, that's um, how to take softwood cuttings at this time of the year. Later on in the year, I'll do an episode on because there's there's lots of ways to create essentially create your own plants for for next to free, um, and the next kind of good window for that is, you know, in the autumn time with your perennials. So many perennials can be sown from seed at that time of the year, and essentially, they're kind of at that stage of the year. All you need to do is sow them, and water them, and I won't say forget about them, but they certainly do not need a lot of minding at that period of time because with temperatures cooling down not as much you know intense sunlight you can basically sow your seeds not forget about them but you can sort of give them monitoring once every week or once every two weeks and then you'll have lovely little plants ready to be potted on grown on further and then that will create full grown plants for your garden next spring also, as you come into the into the winter time, we can do hardwood cuttings, and we'll talk a bit more about that at the time. But essentially, there's all these really, really simple ways of, I suppose, creating plants for free. They can be either swapped with other gardeners or used, as I'm going to do, to fill out certain areas in, in my garden. Or new zones that you're talking about creating, even if it's next year, if you're thinking ahead, thinking that I might do you know, something in a certain area, now is the time to start propagating your plants in order to have those available for next spring. So yeah, that's um, a very short episode, very simple episode, but one that I think is useful for people. It's probably one that I should do a video on because it's probably better, you know, just even to see it in in a in a demo style rather than rather than a podcast. But it is simple. It's very very simple and hopefully I've described it well enough for you to envisage what it is you need to do. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and until the next time, happy gardening. Mm -hmm.